Hey everyone, welcome to the Every Mom Needs a Friend podcast. I'm your host, Anna Duffy. I'm really excited that my baby brother's wife, Molly Jane, is on today. Y'all give her a warm welcome as we talk about all things sister-in-laws. Okay, let's jump straight into it. Hi, Molly. Hey, how are you? <laughs> so good. I'm so happy you're here. It's I'm so, so fun. excited to be here. This is so fun. Yeah. Is this your first podcast you've been on? This is my first, my debut of a podcast oh. superstar. Oh, well, you're my first like guest not present in the room with me. Like This is really fun okay. that you're sitting in Atlanta and I'm actually sitting in Portland, Maine, and we're doing this, <laughs> which is so we're fun. Okay, so you're MJ. What does Sam call you? Because I call you MJ. I call you a lot of things, but I feel like Sam's a nickname person too. What does he call you? Uh, he calls me Molly Jane. Molly. <laughs> Molly Jane, though, would probably be the the thread. I feel like your whole family has coined me Molly Jane, which is really yes. sweet. Yes, and I love that you're J-A-Y-N-E, Jane. You know, like a special Jane. I do ask people often if I meet another Molly. Mm-hmm. I met a Molly actually last night at a Bible study and uh, I asked her what her middle name is because yes. I'm always curious. And I'm a little biased, but I think Jane is the best Molly middle name I've heard yet. <laughs> you're a little biased. <laughs> so thanks, Mom, for that. <laughs> okay, so Molly, you're married to my little brother. You're married to Sam. Married to Sammy. I am. And you've yep. been married how many years? How'd you meet? Yeah, so we were married four years as of May, uh, Memorial Day weekend. So we met at Clemson University. Uh, I'm from Greenville, South Carolina originally, but went to Clemson and met him there, had mutual friends and started hanging out. And then it really kind of went a little more serious when he invited a group of us to the Kentucky Derby, as you know, Mm -hmm. um, which is also, I guess, where I met you for the first time, very Mm -hmm. much just in passing. And um, yeah, so went as a friend to the Derby and then left the Derby kind of hoping to be maybe more than a friend at some point. <laughs> mm-hmm. And we road tripped to visit another friend in Chicago uh, off of that weekend and uh, kind of hit things off and started actually writing letters, which is maybe another story for another time. Oh, <laughs> uh, wrote letters that summer. I lived in Charleston, South Carolina and worked there. And yeah, then we started dating as we came back to school. So that was the beginning of our junior year. Nice. Yes. And that was so fun because yes, we did meet that time. And I remember wanting to know so badly who Sam liked there. Wanted to know so badly. I remember I would just stare across the array of all these cute Clemson girls and I was like, they're all really cute, but I only want to get to know one of them. And Sam was being so mean. He'd walk up to like one of his guy friends and be like, it's actually this one. You know, like he'd be like, this guy is the one, Anna. But um, okay, so then, but then I feel like it got like really real that it was you. You had this summer or whatever, but then you came for Thanksgiving. When was that? Because that was like, I remember being like, she's coming for Thanksgiving. Was it a surprise? (laughs) I can't remember. Uh, Yeah, so I surprised him. So that would have been the following Thanksgiving. So right after that summer, we were officially dating and I guess had been dating for a couple of months. And Uh, I was at my family Thanksgiving in Knoxville, Tennessee. You guys were up in Kentucky at the lake. And so I drove the three hours, which I 
coordinated, I guess, with your mom, which is funny to look back yeah. on and think that I got your mom's number, <laughs> messaged yep. her and planned to come surprise Sam, um, but then drove up to the lake, surprised him. And that's where we really hung out for the first time with you and Chris. Yeah. yeah. And that was like really cool because especially when you talk about my mom and I've talked about my mom a lot on this podcast because she is just Oh, an angel sent from heaven. But you <laughs> yes. have a, such a sweet relationship with my mom because you actually then the next summer lived in Kentucky yeah. while Sam was at Disney World, right? Right. Yeah. So I know I looking back on our dating relationship, there's a lot of things that I mean, maybe I, I guess I was confident enough to say yes to do all of those things, but I'm kind of proud of the boldness <laughs> of myself looking back because I don't really I don't think that way always. So, yes, I your dad mentioned an, a possible internship in Louisville. And so I was studying public relations, was interested in basically any job opportunity that was out there. And he connected me to a company in Louisville. And so the option was on the table to live with your parents while Sam lived in Orlando and did his internship at Disney. So yeah, I got to move in with your parents for a whole summer, which was a blast. And at the time you and Crystal lived in Louisville. So I think that was a sweet summer to kind of solidify our friendship separate of Sam in some ways and really my friendship with your mom and dad, but definitely your mom that summer, because I mean, Sam and I went into that knowing eyes wide open that we might break up and who knows where we'll be on the other side of this. And so it just was a sweet summer to build a relationship with your mom, talk through all sorts of life things, get wisdom from someone who is a few mm -hmm. steps ahead of me in life, <laughs> maybe more than a few, and yeah. just hear you know her thoughts mm -hmm. on everything I was doing as I was thinking about career, thinking about marriage, yeah. thinking about friends and, and community and where I was going to live after school and processing through stuff with my own family. I mean, it just was. Yes. Sweet. Yes. And I feel like I just picture you and my mom sitting on the front porch with a little glass of white wine and just like chit chatting and chit chatting. <laughs> and it's just like, it's just the best form of what like I love to do with my mom. My mom, I feel like if she started a podcast, it'd be like chats on the front porch with Laura Brewer and a glass of white wine. Don't you think? Like she's so many things. A, a, a titch, titch of Chardonnay. A tiny titch. If you yes. know anything about the brews. <laughs> yes. And I had turned 21 that year. So this was really my first mm -hmm. summer of being 21. And Ooh. lo and behold, it was spent on the front porch drinking Chardonnay with Laura Brewer. <laughs> there are a few things I would rather be doing. Oh, so true. Well, and I just... Thinking about like some parts of the story you just told that you and Sam, I feel like are just such a mature couple. You've always like handled things pretty maturely as best as Thanks. you can, you know, like you've gone through a normal amount of things that you've had to work through, I think, and you've gone through some really tough yeah. things. And Christopher and I would always say, gosh, like they're definitely one of those couples that are younger than you, but you look up to. Thanks. I mean, I, I just, I, number one, I just love you so much. This is just the best. It's so fun you so that you're much. my sister-in-law. I love it. But so I, um, I also know that, you know, that I love Sam so much, like <laughs> a weird amount, probably. It's like, he's my little brother. And like, people are like, what is up with this girl? She's obsessed with her brother. So what, of course I could talk all day, but I want to know what you would say. What are some things you love, love, love about Sam? Ooh, fun question. Gosh, I, you know, I think recently we've been making all kinds of fun decisions as a family. And um, I think we've just kind of gotten to dream together, but both of our personalities are so different. And so 
he's very planful, very organized, likes to think three steps ahead, likes to have um, everything really clearly mapped out. And I'm a little more fly by the seat of my pants. And so I think in this season, it's been so fun to watch him actually jump into saying yes to adventure, saying yes to more of a risk in his career and, um, and just kind of the season of life that we're in. And so I think right now, probably my favorite thing about him is the way that I think he's forging such a path for our family that is unique to our family. It's not Mm -hmm. what all of our friends are doing. It's not even necessarily what you guys as his siblings have done. It's just leading and doing kind of the Molly and Sam journey. And Mm -hmm. I've just had a blast kind of leaning on his wisdom in that. So Mm -hmm. there's a lot of things. Um, Sam's also probably one of the funniest people I've ever met. And again, I feel like you and I always think Sam is funny. Mm -hmm. He's most likely to commit and really ride a joke until the whole room is well over it. But (laughs) I think he's hilarious. And so I think the combination of his wisdom and the way that he thinks with his sense of humor and that he doesn't take himself too seriously is just, it's the best combo. Oh my gosh. So true. I echo all that, but it's just fun to watch how you two have melded together in marriage because he's always been like parts of that, but Mm -hmm. I think marriage does refine you. So when you think about marriage with Sam, like I think about your first year of marriage, y'all very quickly did a lot of transitions at one time graduating, moving, you know, new jobs, all the things. So you moved to Atlanta. Can you talk about your first year moving from such a comfort zone in college? Everything's planned out, you know, and then you move and you're married now. So what does that first year of marriage look like for you? Yeah. Well, I mean, I went to college in my backyard, quite frankly. So it was only 45 minutes from my parents' back door. And, you Mm -hmm. know, moving then to Atlanta was only two more hours on the road. But I think there was a lot about it that just felt like, kind of going out on our own and and again choosing to do something that is unique to Molly and Sam and not really following in anybody else's footsteps and so you know the move and really the first year of marriage was pretty centric around jobs we both were jumping into we came back from our honeymoon literally to a parking garage with our, our car full of all of our stuff moved straight into our apartment and then got settled and started jobs a week and two weeks later and so I think the first year of marriage was kind of a sprint. We both were so excited to be in the working world and figuring out all these new things, but it also is probably this fast forward of how much we both grew in a short amount of time, just being faced with normal challenges, but bosses that are difficult to work for, having to have conflict and hard conversations with people in the workplace, um, you know, having to just simply work from eight or seven till five or five 30. And, you know, just being purely exhausted by the end of the week and having grace for each other in that. Um, we also assembled some Ikea furniture, which was an exciting part of the first year of marriage. And we quickly realized home projects and things of that nature are really not meant for us. Um, that's where our personalities probably clash the most. But, you know, I guess biggest takeaways from that first year was just being comfortable knowing that I was going to change and that I didn't have to prove to Sam that the next version of me was still going to be worth valuing and and worth being in relationship with. And I think I struggled with that at the beginning that, oh gosh, I don't even feel known. He doesn't know what's going on all day while I'm at work and I'm making new friendships and we're in a new city. And I wish he could just read my mind so that I didn't have to come home and try to download everything with him. And yet there really was just this sweetness about both of us growing up, very separate of one, one another. And yet in a marriage where 
you are doing it together. So that would probably be the anthem of, of the first year was just growing and changing yeah. and giving each other a lot of grace to do that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think when I think of y'all's first year of marriage, um, obviously we talked a lot that year. It was so fun to be like a bystander to y'all's sweet little first year of marriage because some parts of it seemed very just like cliche, normal things. Like, you know, I remember you talking about like cooking for you and Sam and, you know, putting stuff in a crock pot or like, you know, having catastrophes as a cook and also some really big wins. And it's just fun to like, you feel like you're playing house with your best friend. You're like, oh, we're cooking oh. dinner. It's just us. Let's get a glass of wine. You know, all the things. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. It was a blast. Well, and really, I mean, looking back, I think we didn't really try to make friends for the first six to eight months, which I try to tell almost every newlywed couple. I'm like, if you have no friends the first year, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> You'll yeah. make friends, enjoy yeah. that you're married and you just get to hang out with each other because you are, you're playing house and you're having so much fun, especially in a city. You just get to explore and go out to eat and have fun date nights and yeah. get drinks and you just have a built-in best friend. Yeah. It really is the best. And when I think about your first apartment, because I got, did I stay there once or did I feel like I just visited your first apartment a couple times through work or something? Yeah, you definitely came for work. And I want to say they put you up in a hotel because we yeah. <laughs> we did get a one bedroom in our first apartment. And we kind of did it intentionally because we knew both of our families yeah. were out of town. So again, it was like, okay, this is what Molly and Sam were doing. We're going to live completely alone with no house guests for the first year, but we stayed there for two years. So, um, kind of, yes. kind of isolated ourselves, but yeah, you definitely came to visit. We went to, we lived right by the Atlanta Braves stadium. So we went to games and walked up there yeah. all the time and it was fun. Oh, it was so fun. But you're right. I remember you thinking through when, before y'all got married, are you going to get a two bedroom or a one bedroom? Mm -hmm. And it's like, I think you were literally doing the trade off of one bedroom in a cooler place where you can walk to things, two bedroom in a not as cool place, but right. then you get to host people. And you all very consciously were like, we know that it's hard because it's fun to get to like host people, but very intentionally for that, you, you knew that first year, but then it ended up being two years mm -hmm. of just being you and Sam. And that's super sweet. But I do feel like I sometimes was the third wheel in the best way. I was third <laughs> wheel with y'all <laughs> all the time. Y'all are the best. So I have to just ask, I feel like I know the answer because I am pretty much the best sister-in-law <laughs> ever. But um, what was like your first impression of me long yeah. ago? And then how has it evolved now? Because one of the points of this podcast today is I want to talk about sister-in-laws. And so mm -hmm. that's what we are. That's our relationship. Yeah. So um, yeah, start it like kind of what it was initially to maybe yeah. like some things you see now between our relationship. Oh, that's fun to think back on. You know, I, I mean, truly that first, I mean, I guess my first, first interaction with you was at the Kentucky Derby party. Um, and you were just kind of this older sister that was married. And you, I think you had, no, I guess you, maybe you didn't bring Lulu with you. I don't know. You had a dog with you. You lived yeah. in Louisville. You guys had a house. It just was this very established life versus a bunch of college students who were, I mean, there was, I think there was like 40 of us that year that were oh. at the Kentucky Derby together. So you just kind of were this ethereal, like otherworldly older <laughs> sister adult. And then when I really got to hang out with you at the lake that weekend, I mean, I got there and so quickly you and Chris were like, come on, we're getting on ATVs. We're going we're going to go out and we're just going to play. And we did that for hours. And it was just this fun, a very playful mindset. And I think, I mean, obviously I was very intimidated coming into that weekend of meeting <laughs> Sam's older sister, who you guys do have such a sweet relationship. And I just was, 
I mean, I was very excited to have an older sister figure, obviously early in the stages of dating. I didn't know if you were going to be my older sister, but it was intimidating. I mean, it was, you were exciting, you were intimidating. And then it just got really real really quickly. And I don't don't even remember the rest of that weekend because it was easy from that point on. And I do think we forged a friendship really quickly, which was just sweet. Um, There wasn't really one defining moment where that all changed. I think it just was easy. We kind of fell into step and Mm -hmm. I helped you get you and your mom cook dinner. And then we suddenly were really talking about all kinds of things. And so that obviously transitioned into the summer that I got to live in Louisville. And you really took me under your wing to introduce me to people in the city so that I had some friends that summer. And I hung out with your friends who I quickly loved. Uh, Again, they were older than me, but I just thought they were the greatest. And Yeah. yeah, I think it just became a very sweet older sister relationship, which as an older sister, oldest sister, Mm -hmm. I always wanted that. I just never obviously could have that. And so Mm -hmm. it was Mm -hmm. such a sweet thing from the get-go to talk about clothes and hair and (laughs) what's in style and, you know, how do you have a hard conversation and what are dating complications and how do you, how do you sift through that? And it was Mm -hmm. different obviously because it was your brother at times, but it was also just so sweet to have someone as a sounding board that's wiser than me. And that I think, also relates to me in, on so many things. Oh, well, I have to cut you off because I'm like sitting here thinking of literally probably the last time we talked on the phone, you just speaking such truth into my life. And like I said, I started this whole today's session with talking about how I do look up to you. And I just feel like it's cool to have, um, you know, you have a sister and I didn't grow up with a sister. And so all wow. of my sisters are sister-in-laws. And so um, there's a lot of different personalities that come together and that's really cool. And it's fun to look at as all positive to get to see all these different women who you not just like inherently trust, but like you get to build trust with, cause we're going to be together for the rest of our lives. Right. And I'm just so thankful for the ways that you have like not shied away from saying some things that are really hard. Sometimes I don't have that with everybody. And so I know you're not, you're not Mm -hmm. really like a, what do they call it? Like a yes man or something like where like, whatever I say, you're going to be like, yeah, no, that's great. (laughs) Like I actually love that. That's like good positivity. I'm thankful for that. And those people that do that. But I actually know when I come to you, you're going to say it in a kind way, but you probably won't always say, yeah, that's great. You yeah. know, and that's, that's a good rapport to have. Mm-hmm. Um, so my question to you then is, so you have, so I have like sister-in-laws on both sides. I have um, older and younger and I'm thankful for all of them. I hope to have all of them on the podcast because there's just an array of like value between everybody and their stories. Um, but for you, what are some of the different like attributes of sister-in-laws that you've seen? Because you get to compare sisters, a sister and sister-in-law. So yeah. what do you see the benefit of both? Yeah. Um, you know, it's funny. I think, I think what's neat about sister-in-laws is it's kind of a, a friend mm-hmm. option from the beginning that you're mm-hmm. already grown up and you've missed a lot of the childhood, really formative years. And so you're both kind of set in, in some ways, who you are. Obviously, hopefully we're going to change for the rest of our lives, but you're really set in who you are and some of the decisions you've made in your life have already worked themselves out. And so as a sister-in-law, I think, A, you're bringing probably more baggage to the table, right? Because you're just <laughs> a messed up person. Um, I think you're also just bringing a different level of life mm-hmm. lived. And if you're willing to be humble and kind of receive 
whoever's on the other side of that relationship, what they have to offer in the relationship, I think it can be really beautiful. And I think, I mean, just looking at our sister-in-law relationships, um, they're so different. Everybody's personality, background, experiences are so different. And Mm -hmm. it makes for such a more dynamic time when we're all together um, or when we're all separate. I mean, I could have the same question and call all three of my sister-in-laws and get very different approaches and things to think through and wisdom and godly wisdom from all three of you. And I just think there's something so beautiful about the way that that can all be so unique and so different. And yet there's this common thread of we are all married into this family. And so we're going to do life together forever. I mean, we've, we've committed to that. And so it's, it's just neat. I mean, not that you, you don't choose sisters or sister-in-laws, but it is some of my just absolute favorite relationships because they're so long-term and you do have to work through really hard stuff. And uh, yeah, it's, it's just very, it's fun to think about even the last four years being a part of this family, what that has looked like as we've all grown up even more. Yeah. Yeah. And I just can't wait to be old gray haired <laughs> with you and all my sister-in-laws. It's like, we, we got each other. We can talk about all the things and we can talk about how crazy our husbands are. Yeah. Um, so I'm just really thankful for our friendship and I'm thankful for you coming on today. I will say that I don't want to be the one to share the news, but it is called the every mom needs a friend. So do you have yes. anything you'd like to share? Happy to share. I am expecting I'm 17 weeks pregnant today. Um, actually I'll be 18 weeks on Sunday. So we're right at the almost okay. turn, which I'm so excited about. Um, yeah. we're having a baby boy. So coming January, yes. 2022, baby boy brewers on the way. <laughs> oh my gosh. I can't wait. Um, I know you'll be on the podcast at least one more time before baby boy comes. <laughs> almost said his We're name. Share the and... name. Can we share the name? Do we want to okay. share the name? Yes. Go ahead. Please, please. So my, so Sam's full name is Samuel David Brewer. So we're naming this little man, Samuel David Brewer, the second, we're going to call him Bo Brewer, not because that means anything to do with the second. We just like Bo. So B-E-A-U, Bo Brewer coming soon. Oh my gosh. (laughs) And like I to bring it full circle to the beginning of the podcast, like, gosh, I just love my little brother Sam so much. And to get to meet another little Sam. Oh, I, I don't even know. I don't even know what I'll do. What will you do? I mean, looking at his I, sweet little face. Oh, I can't even imagine. I have, I've, I've just gotten to the fun part where I can kind of feel him kicking and moving around in there. And it's made it all that much more real. And now I, I really was falling asleep last night thinking about the fact that I'm going to meet him. I'm almost halfway there and I'm going to mm-hmm. suddenly meet this baby. And it's kind of a wild thought to create this little mm-hmm. human and then, meet them on the outside. It's going to be so surreal. So wild. Wild. I'm so excited. We are so, so excited. Me and Christopher just can't wait. Oh, it's going to be so much fun to watch you become a mom. And I look forward to having you on a future podcast. If you want to, was this fun? Did you enjoy this? Absolutely. (laughs) I feel like this is something that should become a regular occurrence. Might need to start my own podcast. So I can just do this all the time, hear myself talk. (laughs) Oh yeah. It's the best. It's It's so fun. Good. Okay. Well, thank you so much. Yes. I appreciate it, Molly. I love you so, so much. And we'll chat soon, but thanks for jumping on today. Love you. Absolutely. I love you so much. We'll talk soon. Wow. I don't know about y'all, but that was just such a joy to listen back to. I hope it was apparent how much I love my sweet sister-in-law, Molly Jane. 
But also, it would just be a shame if I didn't plug the Instagram, Every Mom Needs a Friend, and the website, everymomneedsafriend.com. There you can find the blog, the show notes, and of course, the podcast. So looking forward to chatting with y'all in the future, connecting with y'all, and can't wait for next week's episode. Thanks, y'all. Love ya. Love ya.